0: hour. I'm your host, Astral Meadow. Join me as we take a glimpse into the mysterious. Welcome everyone. Today I'm joined with my friend Molly Wagers of In Full Sight. She is an Akashic Records consultant and teacher. Her desire when she holds space for a client or student is to allow the records to fully come through her so that the person can feel the love that is for them as they understand, learn, grow, and heal through their experience. For her, it is about coming into peace and allowing love to shine through. Welcome to the show. Thank you for
1: having me. I'm thrilled to be here.
0: Yeah, thank you for coming out. I've been really excited about this. Um, When I first put it out there that I was going to do a podcast and asked what people would be most interested in learning. Everybody agreed that they wanted to know more about the Akashic Records. So we are finally, you know, doing this. I'm really excited about it. So
1: that's fantastic. I have Uh, My personal Akashic Records open and they're just like giggling and laughing and cheering at knowing about the excitement that people have to learn about them. So I figured I would just share that um, imagery that they're giving me. So And like them, it's humbling and honoring to be um, able to speak about the Akashic Records. They're one of the loves of my life. So.
0: Yes, yes. (laughs) um, Could you share a little about yourself and how you came to be an Akashic Record consultant?
1: I get this question a lot and you think I would have the answer ready (laughs) yet every time I answered I learned something new about myself in the response so I uh, am originally from Cleveland Ohio and I moved to Knoxville Tennessee area about eight years ago I believe this will be my eighth year so I'm happy to be in Knoxville I love the mountains I love the people and I learned so much about myself in the move so it's actually part of Well, I credit the move now as part of my journey and discovery of myself more so. Mm -hmm. And so for that, I'm forever grateful. (laughs) I uh, have a big family. I love my family. And, you know, family is such a great place to learn about yourself. So grateful to my family. And I am recently married with a son. So I am thrilled to be a mother and just so tickled that I love it. I didn't know if I would or not. <laughs> right? It's
0: kind of scary at first. It, <laughs> it is. I've never played that role before.
1: No, I well, have in this never. lifetime. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And um I was in corporate America for about fifteen years. I'm rounding up a little bit there. And then I pursued becoming an Akashic Records consultant. So working in career is kind of all I knew. So this whole motherhood thing was a huge question mark and luckily I'm I'm feeling good about it. So yeah. um That's, I guess, a brief history of who I am. And how did I get into the Akashic Records? So when I was in my young 20s, a friend of my mom's was learning how to access the Akashic Records. And the way she was learning, um, how she learned in the school that she was learning from, you can openly ask people to practice. And so she asked my mom, because she knew my mom you know, would be supportive and interested, and so my mom told me, and I was like, "Let's do it," you know. And so I wrote down my questions. And in my young twenties, I had questions like, "Will I ever marry?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> very serious uh, questions. I did have some. Um, one of the questions I asked, and I don't know why the records are wanting me to share this, is when I was a young child, I always wrapped my head with a blanket mm-hmm. um, or a babushka. I'm I'm Slovak, so that's what the we call it oh, in Slovak, okay. but. That's not the actual Slovak word, by the way. I don't know what that is. <laughs> in any event. Um, so I asked the records about that, and they explained to me how I had many lifetimes where I was a, a person who had my head covered. Ah. So in my childhood, that was a way for me to like remember that comfort, feel good, right? not go to my happy place, because I had a good childhood. Right. Yeah, you know. So that was cool to know. Um, and so anyways, when this woman was opening or my records and access- accessing them... She, I would ask my question, and she would respond, and yet at the same time of her response, I already knew the answer. Mm-hmm. And so my brain was like, there's no way this could be true, you know? Right. Um, and yet I had this knowing, um, so that was the first time it really interested me. I had been exposed to it, it really piqued my interest. And at that time, I really didn't do much with it because I was focused on you know, owning my own company and taking over corporate America. <laughs> Ironically, I do own my own company now, but this isn't how I thought it would look. So, um, yeah, so that was my first introduction. And so at some point thereafter, I decided to learn on my own and it just kind of snowballed. Like I really never, (laughs) I'm laughing because I feel bad saying it this way. Yet I really never had an opportunity to say no to the records. Mm -hmm. You know, they would always kind of just show up or it was just always so fluid and very natural for me. And... When I first learned how to open the records, it sounded very much like a voice I already I had known. Mm. And in some ways, they come to you in a way that you're going to recognize and feel comfortable, right? Like if they if they came out sounding like Freddy Krueger, I'd be like, no, I'm not interested, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yet at the same time, it, as I progressed and deepened my relationship with them, I recognized, wow, they're really here. They They've probably been with me my whole life. Right. I just didn't know it, right? Mm -hmm. they're telling me i'm not taking liberties in saying that for what it's worth but part of me thinks i am anyways
0: right do you feel like it's because you were always kind of destined to connect with them so that they were there already because it was always a part of you or do you do you think everybody is somehow a little bit connected to the records
1: it's a great question um so in some ways i like Molly, I want to say I do believe we all are like connected or can access in some them in some ways, or they're available to us. Is mm-hmm. is the better way to phrase that? And what they're saying is, um, not everyone has the same level of connection that like I would right. or I do. Does that does that make sense?
0: Right, where it was just so like you said, fluid for you. Yes, where it might be kind of like filtered a little bit maybe for some people
1: yes like the role the records play in my lifetime it'd be like a hundred percent of my experience and someone else they might only need to be two percent right so there's a like a variable and a uh, um sorry they're showing me this image where they're like um you know how you like put your hands together when you finish (laughs) a project yeah and there's like blueprints all over this messy table and they're like doing that with their hands and they're saying you know for some people if they don't need us right it's okay like it's not as important sort of thing right right it's all pre-planned that's the word
0: okay cool um could you explain a little bit about what the records are for someone who may have never heard of them
1: yes the akashic records are ultimately um part of the ethers of what makes up the universe they are part of the connective tissue of everything that's going on in this time and space at this time in space within this time and space i used to explain it i love that that's how they're explaining it now i used to say they're in an energetic vibration um, that exists within the fabric of the universe and uh anyways what they just provided seems much more alive to me so we're a living breathing entity that is always accessible uh we store information right where are the records so everything that occurs is recorded in our annals is the word they're using um i'm going to use the word halls (laughs) (laughs) um and so we are able to access these living breathing files um in order to contribute to the continuation of the life force that is in um is being woven
0: I like that. So is there some parallels to um, what we know of as the Book of Life to the records?
1: At some point in time and in some places, the Book of Life is can be synonymous with the Akashic records. Depending on the beliefs around the Book of Life and or the understanding of the Book of Life, that's where we might be separated. Yet there is a, um, a same root.
0: Mm, okay. So it might be a good way for some people to kind of wrap their head around it, but it's not all, you know, not everyone would consider it the same thing based on their own beliefs around it, maybe.
1: (laughs) Yes. And what they're actually showing me is maybe hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, the Book of Life was more closely related to the Akashic Records. Okay. And now as time has gone on and more information has become available, the Book of Life and the records, their their parallels are farther apart. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like okay.
0: so, because that's kind of a past thing. It might limit your understanding to thinking, oh, they're just storing like past events, but they're actually kind of expanding. Yes. As we evolve, like the records. Yes. Evolve, which is a really cool idea.
1: Yes. So. For example, they're saying if someone thinks of the book of life as a living, breathing thing in their belief system, like, yes, they're very closely related. Right. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. Cool. Um, what are What are some of the ways accessing the records can help us?
1: How long is this podcast? It <laughs> can go over it as <laughs> long as you're cool with it. Okay. Um, so... I, as I've mentioned, I love the Akashic records and I'm like a diehard fan, if you will. Um, So my response to this question is kind of like they can really assist with everything and anything. And again, as my relationship with them is deepened, um, I'm learning, I'm learning that and I'm seeing that to be really, truly true. And when I teach people to open their own Akashic records or um, for them to open someone else's records, you know, some of the examples that might come through is, you know, when you're first learning how to connect with them and wanting to build your relationship with them, you might ask them, what outfit do you recommend I wear today? Right. Right. Which is really not necessarily important, possibly. And yet their response might say orange sweater, green jacket, right? And you put that on and that day you feel so much better than if you just grab the gray dress that you normally wear as, as an example, obviously. right. So that might, um so again, to me, that's like a small, simple example. Mm-hmm. And yet- through that um conversation information becomes available Mm -hmm. if you're wanting it if it's necessary if it's helpful right there's a lot of um, one thing to say here is we are always at choice with the records so we can ask them what do I wear today and they might say you know uh, what did they say orange dress green jacket and we'd be like (laughs) "Mm, no I don't want to wear that it's perfectly okay right you know and it's That's a simple example of how accessing them can work. And yet they've also, they can help heal inner child wounds. They can help, um, I don't want to say restore past life memories, yet that's the way they're phrasing it. So they can bring forward information about your past life, which again can provide healing and or deeper understanding. They can uh, really bring you into the place a vulnerability to be able to see and hear and understand things and do it in a loving way so we're not judging ourselves or hating ourselves or giving ourselves grief right or or being feeling guilty so they can take you into any place that serves you that you're requesting and that's available
0: mhm i've had I feel like I'm just like a totally different person since I had my first record reading, and I, I guess you know it's ha- kind of hard to explain. Like, how did the healing occur? Because it it was like these subtle mm-hmm. things, right? That mm-hmm. I mean, three it was three years ago, and I'll still I'll just have these aha moments, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's what they meant. That's what they meant. <laughs> you know, I feel like sometimes they're they're a little vague because it's almost like they want you to still like get that excitement of discovery they don't want to give you it has to be like this because it's Mm -hmm. an open Mm -hmm. ended thing it could it could shift but it's like when you realize what they meant and you're just like oh wow this is amazing you know and it was really healing for me because like in the beginning i was really kind of like alone i didn't have like a, a spiritual family yet you know i was just like I wanted that, you know, as a desire. And um, I've talked about this on my, my show before. Um, because I was doing a recording and I was like, yeah, the records told me um I came in with a pod of beings and that we were kind of spread out and but we had this like similar mission, right? And we or a similar kind of vibration. And as I was saying that, I was like, oh, podcasts. Like because they were like, it's kind of like, you know, a whale song. And so I was like, <laughs> when I do the recording, it's the mm-hmm. vibration. And it's like, uh, that's what's connecting me to the pod, okay? So it's just really, that was just like one example, you know. But it helped me not feel alone. Because they were like, there's other people that feel just like you feel. And they were like, and you can connect to them whenever you want in mm-hmm. some way. Like you can meditate and... I don't know. For me, that was really healing because I'm like, I will meet my spiritual family at some point. I don't know how. So I don't know. It's just they're really encouraging too. when you I'll ask something that I guess I'm expecting them to be harsh. And then I'm always surprised about how gentle they are Mm -hmm. and giving me an answer. I'm like, thank you. You're so (laughs) that's (laughs) so nice. Right. So even when they give like something that might be um painful so like i had a past life where there was abuse involved but they like gave me like a meditation to like Mm -hmm. kind of heal that and i was like that so for people that say you know past life stuff is irrelevant i mean maybe for that individual it is maybe they're not meant to dabble in it but i would say that it's been amazing for me you know Mm -hmm. so like maybe don't like shoo people away from it if you don't know what you're talking about, because there's a lot of opportunities for healing and, you know, so. Um, So is everyone able to access the records? Like, have you ever had someone that you couldn't get through to?
1: So I have not ever had a client that I couldn't um, access their records. I have had clients who, um, I would say like only let me in so far, only let the records come through so far to them. Mm. So a lot of it, um, the experience in some ways is driven, actually not in some ways in all always is really driven by the client or by you, right? So if you've come to have a session, your willingness, your openness, your desire, um, the questions you've prepared, the, um, Presence that you bring, you know, really kind of create the session. So, I've had sessions where something really painful or really harmful or to the per- to the client will come up, and they don't want to go into that area. Right. So, I mean, the records will respect it. If they're not every once in a while they'll say, "Well, there's just one thing we want to say. Do you mind?" Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're, the client will say no, and and we don't go there. And other times, you know, the records are like, "We just want to bring you here," and the person they're not even saying no, they're just not energetically um, wanting to go into that space. Mm. So, you know, it's interesting for me, sometimes I'm like, I really just want you to go to that space, you know, like my personality is like, it's right here. And so as a consultant, for me, it's I have to check myself a lot, because it's not about me at Mm -hmm. all, right? I'm just a conduit, I'm just there to be the tether, the connection. So, that's been very educational for me, I'll say. <laughs> and ultimately, I always want to honor the client and love them as best as I can, because I'm holding love for them, holding space with love, I should say, right, for them to have the experience.
0: Right. Maybe they're just not like ready, you know? <laughs> exactly. So maybe they will be like, because it's exactly. because it was suggested that they, there's a like an opportunity for healing there. You know, maybe they'll go on with their life and like years later (laughs) realize, okay, maybe I want to do that now. Maybe I'm ready. So, yes, it's it's,
1: definitely not for me to say. Right. Right. (laughs) Right.
0: So um, when channeling the records, how do you receive the information?
1: I receive them in many ways. I'm really uh, grateful and it makes me excited. So they mainly will speak to me and I get a lot of imagery a lot of imagery. I have noticed that depending on the client, like some clients get a lot of imagery, mm-hmm. right? And that's maybe the client is more artistic or creative or visual. Right. And some clients don't get so sometimes it depends on the client. Um I every once in a while, they will like just speak directly through me. Mm. So I don't know what's going to be said. And I'm just saying their words exactly that's actually happened a few times already on the podcast <laughs> i feel like i can kind of tell yeah. so they just kind of streamline right through and so but hearing and, and visuals are the main things oh and i can feel so i'm part of opening your akashic records as i am entering your energy field and so mm. again sometimes i can really feel what's happening in your body um, other times i don't it depends again on client question situation so um but i am in that space and part of the reason that is is so if you um yeah if you ask a question and the records start responding and then there's in your energy field something blows up I, I can sense that and as consultant uh, gives me information to say okay hey this is happening in her body right so, so that's when you're like take a breath yes let's let's look at your what's happening in your gut right can you stretch out can you just go move right so right. and the So when I relay the information to the records, I'll say, that's when they'll say, take a breath or go move or sing or stomp or whatever it might be. (laughs) Right,
0: (laughs) Never know what's going to happen. You don't. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah. When you had first opened mine, I just re-listened to it yesterday and you were like, wow, there's so many images here. But it would make sense because I'm a very visual person i do create like realities right i'm like i'm astral right i like Mm -hmm. i can imagine anything i can create like a whole realm with my mind so it would make sense that my records would be filled with yes lots of imagery and i had been an artist in other lifetimes okay so that had that came up too so i was like well it makes sense so (laughs) (laughs) um this I mean, obviously, like, I kind of already know the answer to this, but I'm just really interested to see what they say. Um, do the record keepers have their own personalities? Is it just one? Or is it because it's keepers, right, with an S? So it makes me think, is there multiple energies?
1: Yes, there are. Okay. So, technic- do you want technical information? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, technically speaking, Within the Akashic Records vibration, there's um, masters, teachers, and loved ones, and then the Lord of the Akashic Record. I look at the Lord of the Akashic Record kind of as the overseer. Um, That that vibrational energy is keeping the integrity of the records, keeping the vibration safe, quote unquote, allowing this institution they're saying that's been in existence since beginning of time to remain intact and robust and a tool really for those incarnated on earth so the lords lord lords don't always show up in the session um i guess they have i don't necessarily know who's coming through mm. i've never necessarily asked my brain sometimes can get too much information and turn <laughs> against me so when i was learning and being trained i didn't want to go to that level of knowledge personally all right Um, But I have other friends who are consultants who can recognize a Lord is coming forward or the Master is coming, you know. Right. Um, And so loved ones, again, technically are people who you may have had past lives with um, or could even be someone from this lifetime that's passed over. So they're not like permanently in the Akashic Records. They kind of come in to support you during your session. Um, A teacher can be... (laughs) This makes me laugh. They always make me tell this story. So in one of the classes, I one of the levels I was taking a class and we actually went in and asked to meet, right, a master, a teacher, a Lord, a loved one. And the teacher that came forward for me at that time was speed. And I had just gotten off uh, a period of time where I had like three or four speeding tickets in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I was like this is not funny um and yet the teacher of speed was right slow down enjoy life uh really be present like what are you running from right why are you not taking enough time to get places on time except right there was a whole list of opportunities there so mm-hmm. so the teacher could be speed the teacher could also maybe be um like an actual person or entity and then um the masters i just think of them as like the highest hierarchy after the lord's Mm -hmm. So I don't know. They're not giving me much on the masters to share. I don't know much in my brain to share. (laughs) Right. So the masters are, I kind of look at the masters as the ones who are generally speaking. Okay. When you have a question come through.
0: Interesting. Yes. So they all, well, my experience, I don't know who I've been talking to, which ones, but they make me laugh. You know, like I, when I was listening to our recording, we laughed. So I was like, this is so cute. That's what it does crack up. But because sometimes they're like so literal, but it's almost like they want to laugh about how literal they are being, you know so it makes it made me wonder how they develop those kind of personalities where they know this is a joke or this is really serious, you know, so
1: they a lot of times are going to match or they're gonna show up in a way that's comfortable for you to receive the information oh. because I do have some clients where they are like very literal, very like there's right. no jokes, there's no laughing. Um, yet the client that's coming forward is, you know, they're, they're here on a mission. They want the answers right. as an example, of course. But so they, the, the records do kind of flow with who's, who the client is.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. I felt
1: like the first time I was very like, this is the
0: question. And then I didn't really know what to do. But this last time I felt like I was just talking to them. Mm-hmm. So I, like I was giving them details so that they would fully understand because I was like, well, I feel like if I just ask the question, they won't know exactly why I would want to ask this question or where I'm getting at with it. So I would just, like, tell them the story about how I came upon wanting to know this question. And then I felt like the conversation was really nice, like, because they were having a conversation back. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just Mm -hmm. yes.
1: Yes. They always... (laughs) Their, their desire almost is like for you to really be who you are. Like they really do want to get to know you again. If we look at this as a, we're building a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so like the more you are you, right? Quote unquote, and kind of bring them into those intimate places of you. And if it's vulnerable or not, or the real places of you, um, they're going to, you know, again, they're going to meet you where you are. So as you like, keep it real, hmm They keep it real. it's not – again, it's not that they're, like, lying or withholding. They're just wanting to make sure that what they're sharing is received mm-hmm. and can be integrated.
0: Right. Right.
1: Because if they – you know, they could come and say, hey, well, here's, like, everything you need to know about that. And your brain might be spinning and saying, well, right, like, right. I, didn't, I didn't want the whole anal on it. Oh, did they use that word twice tonight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll have to look that up when I get home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could – I can see why – They sprinkle some of the really big information in, in a way that's very airy and light, because as I, you know, go through my life and start processing what they were saying, I'm like, you know, I'm glad that there was this space for me to grow and that it wasn't just like, this is exactly... You know, if they had said like, oh, podcast, like at that point, I'd be like, I'm not starting a podcast, right? Like, <laughs> I was a totally different person three years ago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I was glad that they random, I don't even think I well, maybe I didn't say something about like loneliness or something, but sometimes they'll say stuff that I didn't ask mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, we just want you to know this random fact, you know, or, and it's like so validated sometimes, you know? Yes. So I just really love it. You, I just, you really never know. You no, you You never don't. know.
1: <laughs> there's um, there's another woman I work with. She's a wonderful teacher and consultant. Am I allowed to swear on the show? Yeah. So <laughs> her and I will obviously talk. And, and one day she I was telling her about an experience I had with the records and planning something I don't know. And they kept giving this image of a swing. And I was like, this doesn't make sense for this event. At the end of the day, we ended up finding this venue that had a tree swing. Right, and so I was telling her this story, and she's like, you can't make this shit up, and I was like, <laughs> I know, I know, it's crazy.
0: Right. So, and they,
1: in in some cases, um, they don't take you on that, like, journey. In some cases, they will go right there, and again, it just depends on how we're asking the question, who's asking it, and um, yet yeah, usually I find in my sessions where I'm the consultant – it is there's a lot there is a journey there's kind of a starting point and it's a it's a really beautiful unfolding honestly right I was kind of
0: surprised how in the last session they they wrapped it back around and if when I went back to re-listen to it it sounded like this story Mm -hmm. where it had like this beginning and then this end and then it, it was actually like they brought up the infinity symbol but as I was listening I was like I can see how all of this is very relative to the the other aspects, right? And so it's like actually all interconnected. But I wasn't thinking that way when I when I <laughs> read the questions out. I wasn't trying to make it into some story, but it just flowed that way. So um is it mostly past lives that come through or do future timelines come up as well?
1: It is mostly past lives. I have had future timelines show up uh, sometimes people will ask directly about a future incarnation is how I'll word it mm-hmm. and personally like I've learned some really groovy things about the universe and how it works not that I can remember it now to share in any event um <laughs> so a lot of times when future questions or future experiences come up the records will s- they'll they'll respond with again the understanding that any action that we make now can completely alter that right right so, Every once in a while, a future incarnation timeline shows up. Okay. Typically, they're invited by the question, though. Right. Like, I've well, at, I'm like 99% sure, and I'm certain, oh my gosh, I can't talk. Anyways, I'm 99% certain that a future timeline has just never been present. Right. But, you know, ask me tomorrow, it could be 97%. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> um,
0: let's see. Um, How can learning about our other lifetimes help us heal and create change in our current lifetime?
1: What, okay. What the records want to say about this is where this is a straightforward answer in some ways it is not. So can you actually ask the question one more time? Okay.
0: How can learning about our other lifetimes help us heal and create change in our current lifetime?
1: So the words current lifetime and former lifetimes is where there's like, it, it got tripped up in terms of the asking because there's a, a, a concept of a theory and a possibility mm-hmm. that really all lifetimes are present and occurring at the same time. Right. And so we're not saying this is a bad question at all. We're just uh, wanting to kind of help with the context of the response. And so as we make decisions and make choices and intentionally heal uh, that which is available to be healed now, right? It's like when you pull a rope and it does that motion, Mm -hmm. or like if, you know, I think in CrossFit they do that rope slap thing. I don't know what it's called, yeah, but it's that same motion. So when we, so the, the records are just saying that happens in all directions. So when we are present and choose differently now in this experience, in this incarnation, it's like the whole timeline gets refreshed. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what the healing is. So if you look at that from like a layer perspective, right? So I'd make a different choice now that I haven't, I've never made this choice. I'm asking them for an example because I feel it'd be more clear. Um, Okay, so right, I'm making a different choice here and now. And then that rope flexes timeline flexes and so that brings me into a deeper level or layer of that same issue quote unquote and so the next time it comes around right i'm i've already chosen differently and i have the ability to choose differently because there's more freedom around the space of the grip that Mm. prevented the movement okay is that i don't know if that's easy to follow (laughs) i think so i mean people can always rewind it that's true (laughs) it's essentially about um, integration and coming into wholeness, right? So the idea in the human form is that we're not whole, or that we are separate, mm. and the reality is, is we are whole and we are one, right? And so every time they keep, anyways, any t- every every time that bullwhip flashes or whips or moves, the it's like there's the expansion out, right? And mm-hmm. then the timeline shifts, and then it comes back together more unified.
0: Mm. So it's almost like time is an illusion. Like when they say that, you know, or it's all in the mind or we're all connected, that it's actually not just some like hippie phrase that it's <laughs> it's Correct. there's some meaning right. there. Right. 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 So, yeah, it was interesting. Um, I talked to the records about this BQH session. I've talked about it on the show a little bit um, when I went to the Sumerian Lifetime and when i went there as much as it was in the past i could recognize that it was in the past <laughs> when i popped in my friend was like oh hey it was like it was like she watched me pop in <laughs> it was oh, wow. so present it felt like like i was really there right then in that moment and that then i started thinking about time a little differently and i'm like when i go to these other lifetimes it's not that i'm changing anything while i'm there but it's like i'm present and really and when i'm there it is happening at that moment if mm-hmm. that makes sense so yes it really helped me understand that time is not like linear and that we when we access these other aspects of ourselves, that it when we bring it into the present it is happening right then yes you know so yes. that was kind of um something that just blew my mind <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds wild it, it does <laughs> but like as you experience it it's really neat right mm-hmm. it's because or it makes me feel like I didn't lose all these other versions of myself and that the lessons that I learned mm-hmm. are still actually there so I always got like frustrated at the, the thought of like oh I'm gonna die and I have to start over you know mm-hmm. and I'm like so I did all this work and and then I'm just a blank slate, right? But really, there's a whole story. Like, there's aspects of you. And, there, like, some of the big things that you did are, like, still kind of there, right? Mm-hmm. So they made sure that I remembered that in that Lemarian lifetime that I have access to her right now. Mm-hmm. And that so much about her, it's still there for me now. And, like, I can kind of channel her you know, so when I'm not feeling courageous, they're like, I was like, saying that Um I, I asked, if, is this really me? Because I'm like, this girl is a badass, right? <laughs> and they're like, you really are a badass. <laughs> but sometimes I don't feel like that now. But you know, when I was watching that lifetime and, and going back there, I was like, wow, this girl is like really strong. And passionate and empowered and, and the thing is is I still have that, mm-hmm. you know. So I might have a different um backstory in this lifetime that might have made me feel like I had dimmed some of that. But as I really like tap into my true self and like discover who I really am, like not what was taught to me, right? I'm like, I am you know, I start mm-hmm. thinking, maybe I am about us. And I'm like, is this the ego? <laughs> <laughs> but, like I can't I can't decide whether I'm just like nothing or really awesome because I don't want to like, you know, be well, too cool. right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never that. <laughs> so it's interesting that you're sharing this, though, because something that um, is, is coming forward to be said or shared is right. So when you're saying I don't think of myself as a badass as an example, right, right. Or, I don't see myself that way. You know, the, the the term badass has so many different connotations in today's society. So then this, in this lifetime, you know, we're bringing forward societal beliefs. Um, you know, you live in the United States, which is typically Christian. So you have the Christian beliefs, whether you're Christian or not, right? So there's all of these overlays and pieces that contribute to how you're experiencing badass now <laughs> right. versus then, right? right? And so that's just, that kind of is a way to show the conglomeration, Mm-hmm. Of the essence of you, yet how in this incarnation, it's looking different or the discovery is different, right Because you live in you know Tennessee in the United States in 2022 et cetera et cetera, et cetera. Right. So all of these pieces and details of this incarnation actually contribute to the fabric of you in this. well, your experience the, contributes to the fabric of your experience now. right. So your soul's part of the fabric, yet so are these other pieces that weren't then. Right. Yeah, totally. I
0: really love the visualization. Have you ever seen The Last Airbender? No. Okay. Well, he, you know, has many incarnations. And when he goes into the avatar state, all of his past lives are there to help assist him. Yes. Such a... I just got chills thinking about it. It's such a beautiful example. And when I... Um, and like tuning into the records or when I do a past life regression, that's kind of how I imagine it. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so it's like, it shuffles through, right? Like there's all these options, but it, it lands on one. And it's like that energy wants to be known right yes. now. Not all yes. of them. Cause there's a lot, there's yes. a lot of doors. Um, and also like when I do past life regression, um, there I always go to, like, it's like a hallway or something. And there's many doors, but one door will be decorated. And, like, have texture, or it might be made of wood, where the other ones are very boring, like, hotel room mm-hmm. door. But I'm like, this one, you know? I'm like, I can hear birds on the inside <laughs> I'm like, I guess this is the door to open, right? So, yeah, I feel like we could go anywhere, but it's almost like the records give us exactly what we need. Not just any rant. It's not random, even though it might seem random at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Like, as you start thinking about it years later, you're like, oh, it had to be that lifetime because I'm still very connected to that purpose maybe from that yes random time period, you know? Yes. So it's really cool. I love it.
1: For some reason, I wanted to say so- this earlier, and I don't remember why, yet there's just a note to be made. Well, two notes, actually, if that's okay. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, it feels like right now in this day and time – this concept of time and the availability for healing is just very open and available mm-hmm. So, for what that's worth, right? So the, the answer they gave to the question that started all of where we are now, which has <laughs> been awesome, um, that seems to pertain a little bit. Okay. And um, just as an interesting note, maybe, we, when we incarnate, we don't do it chronologically, as you and I understand history. Mm-hmm. Right. So my last lifetime could have been in like 4 BC and the lifetime before that could have been the 1920s.
0: Interesting.
1: Yes. So that that's come through actually quite a few times within the last like year of of me doing sessions, I think. Don't quote me on that timeline. In any event. Right. So that is something, though, that is very relevant um, lately. So. Wow. (laughs) Just like.
0: (laughs) that's really cool that just blew my mind a little bit yes but it makes sense and and i always have a hard time i'm like which one was the last one you know so yes. maybe that <laughs> there really isn't like an obvious answer to that
1: <laughs> so usually when people ask that all the records will say do you want the chronological la- Right. Like, you know or do you want it chronologically or incarnation right cuz right so like it, was it like the 1900s versus the 1800s mhm
0: okay that's that's super cool yes um so when we have like visions of our past lives and dreams or meditations are we unconsciously tuning into the records
1: not necessarily they're saying some people can get into them of their own accord their own volition through intention and through meditation Hmm. um it's not that easy for everybody. Right. <laughs> Which I was like, I don't want to say that. And they're like, just say it. So, um, so I, for me personally, I use a sacred prayer that's been handed down um, from the Mayans mm-hmm. and that feels good to me. Right. I, I love knowing that that's kind of the original way to get into the records. Um, it was translated from Mayan to Spanish to English and a bunch of other languages. That doesn't mean that's the only way to access the Akashic records. So they're, they're actually showing me like they don't really show up in the dream space too much. Mm. Um, yeah. They're, they're showing me that's not really a playground. Okay. Um, it's more through intentional seeking. Cause really with the Akashic records, they're going to respond to a question asked. Right. So they're, I mean, sometimes when I'm journaling with them, they'll like, kind of take me a certain place (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but it's usually after because it's through my inquiry right so that's interesting
0: so the last time I I did a past life regression meditation was so random okay because I don't really do it very often but I'd had a dream with this person in the dream Ah. and when I woke up I was like I need to know who this person was so when I did the regression I did find them but it was very. Inti- I was looking for them, mm, mm-hmm. very intentionally looking for them. It had nothing to do with the dream, aside from I was um, caring for them in this lifetime, and I was uh, also caring for them in this dream. That was the only thing that crossed over. Interesting. But the dream sparked my interest mm-hmm. in why is this connection there? Like, why is this so strong? Why? Why are they showing up mm-hmm. <laughs> in mm-hmm. my dreams? Um, and I did find them. And then I kept thinking, like, is this real? You know, because I'd had the BQH. I've had Akashic Records readings. Um, but when I meditate, it's a, it's a similar but different. And then I'm like, it, like, don't trust it as much because there's not a guide, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have someone to confirm it. But when I asked the records, I asked, was what I saw you know, a part of my timeline? Did it really happen? And they were like, yes. So I'm thinking somehow I was uh, tapped in, because how else would I have gotten this information? I'm telling you, there was dates, there was names, there was country, like my lineage came through. I was like, I would have, like, the the question. I would have a question, and it would just come to me. I wouldn't hear a voice or anything. I would just suddenly know mm-hmm. this was mm-hmm. the name. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And, I, like, I was thinking maybe somehow I was tuning in, but it could have been because I had had a record reading before. I had had the BQ- BQH. Mm-hmm. So somehow, I, like, my vibration or... Maybe just, like, I've had my my mind stretched enough to where I'm, like, open to receiving information like that.
1: Yes. It really, honestly, I mean, this is me saying it sounds like you're just more open to many methods of receiving to be supported.
0: Right. So it's, like, it's not necessarily that I'm opening the records, but it's, like, a similar experience.
1: It's – it feels like you're saying – there are many pathways available for you, great universe, <laughs> wonderful <laughs> beings to give me information. Right. That's what it feels like to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of ways information can come to us. Right. So. Because the records are saying we don't own past lives. Right. Okay. Like we'd love to and we don't.
0: <laughs> okay. So like we yeah. can we can tap into the many ways. Yes. But the records is just a specific path Mm -hmm. that you can take. I like it because they can, you know, I can have this past life thing and then I can come talk to them about it. Because when I'm in it, when I'm in it, it's so it's like walking in underwater and Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of disorienting and Mm -hmm. As much as I can get information, I'm, I'm a little distracted, right? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I'm not there and I'm just asking the records about it, they can answer things a lot quicker and, like, give me these examples and um, help me with feelings and stuff. Because I'm not necessarily feeling a lot when I'm uh, there. Okay. I'm seeing okay. a lot. Yes. Um, But I, sometimes I have a hard time processing things. So they'll, like, tell me something. I'm like, wow, I did not pick up on that. Wow. <laughs> like thank you for for making that clear you know so yes. yes I don't know it's like I I use the records to confirm that what I'm seeing is not some crazy illusion <laughs> so.
1: you're, I mean you're not alone in having them confirm things right for sure cool yes cool. um
0: are there any preparations that someone would need to do before having a
1: reading so to prepare for a session is very simple. One, abstain from alcohol and non-necessary drugs 24 hours prior. Non-prescription, sorry. Uh, two, have questions prepared to ask. And we really... So I'm a member of Akashic Records Consultants International LLC, key for short. We, like, part of our verbiage that some may use, some may not, is to... Like, it's based on your heartfelt inquiry, is the phrase. And since Arky's the one who coined that, I want to mention them. <laughs> not that they coined the phrase, but the use of it. So it's really through, again, it's like a journey and a discovery unto self is how I'm learning to not respect the records I always have. Yet, you know, have, I've seen them play out in my own life, my own evolution, my own ability to not judge myself in everything, not be so structured and, and tightly um, holding on to things, which is what a way for me to control and feel safe right Mm -hmm. um so there's this the continue evolution sorry continuous evolution of discovering who i am you had said something earlier and i don't remember at this time uh but it was referencing how you know we get information at the time we need it and you know i've asked the records sometimes i've asked the records the same question over the course of the 10, 15 years. Oh my gosh. I think I've almost been doing, I don't even know. Anyways, (laughs) however long I've been doing this, um, math is not my first strong suit, but you know, I've asked the same question and every time it's a different answer because of, again, right. You said I'm not the same person I was three years ago. Right. And, um, I know the records better and I'm in a different place to receive. And yet, even though the core of what I'm asking about might be the same, right. It's like, okay, I get to see a different side of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so the, the reason we ask you to prepare questions is, again, the session is, you know, for you. Right. And I even tell my clients, like, it's by you, for you, of you. You know, I'm really just here to give, give the information that comes through. So... um I'll even sometimes I even say to clients like if you get mad at what they say tell them like they want to know right like right. yes they're this wonderful loving entity that is a higher vibration yet they're really here for you mm-hmm. you know if you don't tell them you're mad then <laughs> you know and um you know because then they'll 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 know that's where you are right, right? They, they they again it's if you just say okay and keep taking notes I mean they know that you're mad yet right you don't <laughs> Anyways, it's a, it's kind of a funny thing. But. That's
0: interesting. The last time I, my last reading, I had asked them about the name of my program that I'm creating. And I was disappointed that they <laughs> did not. <laughs> they did not love one of the words in the name, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of shook me. I was like, oh, man, right? Like, they didn't love that word. So anyways, I go and talk to my partner and I tell him what they said. <laughs> I was like, I just want you to know the records didn't really love this. And he just spouts out this new name. And I'm like, that is amazing. <laughs> 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 okay. But had they not said something that might have been a little disappointing to me, mm-hmm. then yeah. we wouldn't have like came up with the the new name. And it was immediate. Like as soon as I said it, like, hey, they didn't love this. He was like, well, what do you think about blah, 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 blah. I was like. That's exactly what it needs to be. (laughs) So, even though sometimes they might like hurt your feelings a little bit or say something that, you know, where you're just like, oh, thanks for that. Right. Mm -hmm. But it ends up, I was like, I'm really grateful that they asked me, like, why did you choose that name? Like, do you have a reason? Are you like stuck on it? Like, (laughs) it's like, well, I don't have to be. I guess I was being a little too literal, which I, you know, I do that a lot, anyways. So, Um, I was grateful. That they had me just think about, like, mm-hmm. reconsidering it. Mm-hmm. And um, because they were like, that they could see that the word, like, one of the words might deter people instead of, like, feeling more inviting. So I'm like, well, that's good. Like, you could, the records are so cool, right? Because mm-hmm. you could just ask anything and they're honest. That's the thing is mm-hmm. they're they're gentle, mm-hmm. but there is an honesty there. Yes. So. I really respect that and love that. So
1: there's been a couple of more than a couple of sessions where the records will say something. And again, because when I'm a, when I'm consulting for someone, I'm present as Molly, obviously, mm-hmm. and I'm physically aware. And and yet they're coming through me. And so sometimes they'll phrase something in a way. And me, I'll say, I don't want to say it like that. right, Right. And sometimes they'll tell me you have to say it like this. Right. word for word you know I might be uncomfortable using a certain word or you know I don't know this person right yeah um and so <clears throat> what I've learned to do is I'll just say you know I'm not comfortable with how they're saying this it this is what they're saying right um because it's not for me to change interpret etc yet so it's uh so yes there is a method to their madness right because usually when I'll say it the person you know it's like ah oh, they they have a reaction that is ultimately what they're looking for. Right. Or getting them to where they want to go. So right. So I can appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: Um, do the record keepers have anything that they would like to share with our
1: audience? Mm, this is a great question. That's me saying that, by the way. Okay. <laughs> so we love... Um, being here we love being present we uh, are so eager to connect with whomever is seeking and we we love and accept um each and every moment for each and every person there's so much that humans take um as being a very major and important um event and we are not denying that it is or isn't we are just saying there's so many things that are non-isolating there's so much more commonality uh, available than might meet the eye and so as we are holding space for this great heart evolution as how they're wording it that's occurring right now know that you're being held know that you're loved and know that you in this moment Are exactly who and where you need to be. And that we are always available is what the records are saying. We're always available. And there's just there's so much love to give. And we are always holding that vibration. Mm -hmm. They're showing me, you know how um it's like you're kind of being like, it's like you're in a slingshot. (laughs) You're the 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 slingshot, or you're the thing in the slingshot, and they're just showing me how like The rubber band, right? It's pulling back. It's pulling back and you're, you might be feeling like you're against the ropes or everything's so tight and tense and they're just saying, but we're the slingshot holding you, Mm. which feels incomplete to me, but that's what they're, right? (laughs) So like we're always there, like we're against the ropes with you. We're flying high Mm -hmm. with you. We're, we're in all the spaces. Right. And so we just are encouraging you to seek you. In the way that you know how, in the time you know how, and in, in any effort, right? Every, every effort, even though it might be subtle, has an impact.
0: Mm.
1: Hmm. And they're just saying again that we love you.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. I really do feel love from the records. Mm-hmm. And I've had now with two sessions, I felt it was different the second time, right? Mm-hmm. But I would definitely love to learn it. Um, are you are you going to be teaching ever again? I know at one point you were.
1: Yes. So I do. Um, I love teaching basically because I get to learn so much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, again, like to witness the beauty of every individual that's willing to come forward and, and learn is such an honor. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's – I can't even really put it truly into words. So – Um, I just consider it a great honor that people trust me to share this information with them, really. Right. Um, So I will be teaching. I don't know when. Right. Um, They're telling me fall. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, But so, and I am still giving sessions. Um, They're limited at this time. So... I am available, and I also have a list of students of mine that are amazing and wonderful. Right. Um, If someone's like, well, it doesn't work, or whatever the case may be.
0: Right. Cool, cool. So, what's the best way for people to follow you and keep up with your work?
1: So, I am on Instagram, I am on Facebook, and I do have a website. None of them have been touched in a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. Um. Honestly, I post when like the records are like. Psst, psst, put this on there, <laughs> right? I <laughs> always love your posts. Oh, thank you, thank you. Honestly, I write them and never read them again. And part of my brain is like, you should reread that, and it's like, eh, you know. <laughs> um, so, it is. It, it's it's in full sight. So I N F U L L S I G H T. Okay. Awesome. Um, I think it's underscore at underscore or at InfoSight underscore for Instagram and Facebook you just type out the word. So and my website is um Awesome. Or live, depending how you want to say it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it <be> either way. <laughs> right. So I um that's where I'm mainly putting my updates. You can also subscribe to my newsletter. I'm don't send them frequently. Um, but I do try to like my main big things, like if I'm coming back full time or anything like that would be sent out via newsletter. Cool. So awesome. I have a hankering <laughs> to start writing more blog posts. Honestly, um, I'm finding writing to be very fulfilling and that surprises me a little bit, which is why I hesitate to even say it yet. That's something that keeps playing in the background for me. So
0: Right, because it's like sharing this mm-hmm. with people. Like the when you do make posts, I'm like, that is so, like I needed to hear that right then. No. <laughs> so you like you write it, you don't go back to it, but it's reaching other people. Mm-hmm. And like you really don't know how far it's going to go.
1: No. So, but that is the true uh, fun of it, I guess, right? Right, right. So. And it would be unfair of me to say the records typically write it, just to be fair. <laughs> right, <So>. right. Well, <laughs> I'm very grateful for them. Yes. <laughs>
0: Um, thank you so much for coming out and thank you for having me
1: in such a good episode. So. Yes, you're lovely. Thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you, and thank you all for tuning in. Check us out next time on the Astral Owl.